Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Mr. West! Mr. West! This is Iris from Seattle. This is Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, Catholic dad stuff. We celebrate good dads here. Hey, dads, this is for you. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? What's up? Yo, we're back at it. Another week, another dollar. Another donut. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Uh, Ray, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? I am okay. A-okay. A-okay. When you say okay, I, I sense the joyfulness there. In the okay. Did you? Because sometimes you're like, nah, I'm okay. But this time you're like, I'm okay with a smile. So, I, yeah, I, I said, somebody asked me earlier today, how are you doing? And I said, I'm okay. And they said, just okay. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> I'm A-okay. That's right. So I'm faking the funk. But anyways, hey, welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you. We're so glad that you found us. This is where Ray and I talk about the intersection of faith and fatherhood. Uh, Catholic dad stuff. Hey, dads, this is for you. And uh, if this, and if you've been with us for a long time, hey, we thank you for your support as always. And uh, I hope that you're gonna have a good time today as we chat. That's right. So we're gonna chat, and usually the first, the first segment is uh, we trade stories about real dad life, real, real talk from dads. Iris calls it dad venting, but <laughs> I don't think it's venting really. If we go back to the tape, we're going to find <laughs> that you called it dad vent. Okay. That's what happened. Anyway, so uh, in this part, we talk about real Catholic dad stuff, just real dad stories, right? So here's mine. Kind of connects to our last episode. If you were not able to listen to our last episode, go ahead and um, go ahead and rewind check out our last episode uh the first part of this that episode was i think we talked about hmm doctor stuff like how to pick the right doctor right uh-huh. and it made me think because and i kind of wanted to say this and that was just last week i have not yet seen my doctor i really should but um i'm, I'm being way too honest in this podcast but i, I feel a lump on my neck and i don't know if it's because i've been eating a lot and i'm thinking maybe it's like neck fat that i'm developing <laughs> or or something i was like is it your adam's apple <laughs> no no it's on it's on the backside and you know it's it's really dangerous when you look things up you start like analyzing and oh my yeah gosh. yeah yeah so it, it's scary so i'm like holy cow i gotta see a doctor i have not yet but uh a simple reminder to all our dads all our listeners out there go get your like general checkup once a year right I need to do that because I skipped last year. <laughs> I did not see a doctor oh last year. So what what would you say to the doctor? Would you say like, is this like a neck roll or what? What's your plan? Yeah, I don't, I, what are you going to say? I'm just going to say, you know, I, I've never felt this before and, and I'm just going to point to the spot. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll probably make a joke like, I don't know, making a fat neck joke or something, but I don't know. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of getting scared. Do you joke with your doctor? I do. I do. I know him. He's he's a parishioner of the, in the same parish. That's right. So I I see him often, and but yeah. So I should really see him soon. But yeah. So you don't actually have to make an appointment. You just go to mass on <laughs> Sunday and then you like at an off a good moment <laughs> maybe. <laughs> During the <laughs> intercessory prayers, you just like, like, hey, Doc, hey, can, can you, you look at my the back of my neck real quick? Just real quick. I'll just turn around. I'll take off my shirt because, you know, I'm usually wearing a collar shirt. That would be inappropriate. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I won't do that. But, yeah, that's that's my That'd story. Good, that's my story. It's, um, yeah, I got to see the doctor. I don't think it's serious, though, because I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just a, I've been sleeping wrong or something. Maybe. What does it feel like if you touch it? Was I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, hey, oh, so. Okay, go ahead. My mom's a doctor, so I'm basically a doctor. <laughs> basically. So why don't you describe it to me? All right, well. As you feel it, it, it with your hand. It's not like anything disgusting or anything. It's just like on the back of my neck, like right at the the base of my neck and my head, there's a little, uh, not not a little lump, but just like a. Like a knot? I think maybe it's a knot. Dude, that's your spine. It's not. It's not. Because it, on the other side, you know, like the muscle area, on the other side, it doesn't feel the same. There's no, there's no like bump on there or like a knot. But on, on the right side, there is. But I, maybe it's a muscle thing. I don't know. Maybe you've been working out. No. I you you utilize the home gym. I have not. You actually. watered the plants down there. I, they're all dead and all dried up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's another story for another time, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh man. So what's your diagnosis? It's, it's nothing, right? It's nothing. Nothing. That's cool. All right. It's cool. cool. Put some Vicks on it. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put some Vicks and pray the rest. Done and done. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, I was going to tell a story and then, uh, my leg started to itch and it, Gave me another thought <laughs> because we were talking about this diagnosis. Okay. Dude, has this ever happened to you? Um, you go to sleep and then you wake up in the morning and you have like 17 bug bites on you. <laughs> has that ever happened to you? Um, not recently, no. Okay, so two nights ago, oh boy. I went to sleep and I was fine and then I woke up in the morning and I took a shower, I took my shirt off and I had 17 (laughs) bug bites on my body, like on the side of my, on my flank. Are you, what? Are you sure it's bug bites? Is it like a rash or no, it's bug bites. And then I don't know what that is. I don't know what bug it is. It ain't no like what bug bit me in the night. Bed bugs. It's not, it's not, no, it's because we like no, no bug bed bugs. Because then my wife would have bet have been bit also. But nothing, just you, just me. Hmm. So it might not have been actually when I was asleep, but um, I was like working out on the floor, so that might have been. There you go. It might have that might have happened then. I don't know, but yeah. What so. <laughs> I I'm like hmm. running through my mind like what could it be? Ants? It could be a mosquito. Mosquito. Be a mosquito. Could spiders? be spiders. Now here's yeah like that's the dreaded one. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. man, it was probably a spider oh, wait, wait, like rolled up in my shirt. Multiple bites, as in like a straight line. Is it like all? Yeah, random? they're kind of grouped. Oh, kind of grouped. Hmm. Dude, that might be a rash, man. I don't know. 
No, it's not a rash. Uh, I'll show you. <laughs> That's okay. I believe you. <laughs> Can you draw me a picture? Yeah, just imagine like, uh, you know how um, L.A. has like a lot of small towns near it and they're just like a bunch of dots <laughs> on the map. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry to our listeners. I think they're grossing them out. <laughs> Welcome to the medical <laughs> podcast. Put some big signs Please help fine. us. Yeah, put yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put some Vicks on it. Oh my god, that gosh. wasn't my real story. Okay. That wasn't my real story, but my real. <laughs> sorry, I apologize, everyone. But for real, what what bit me? I'm thinking it's a spider, which is disgusting to think about. Um, anyways, uh, we should refrain from medical <laughs> things on this podcast. Um, I was at work, Ray, and similar to this experience right now, um. I was giving a talk at work and, um, and as, as I was sharing, I, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to, I'm in a new job and I'm going to try and be vulnerable in like the way that I try to be vulnerable and authentic here on the show. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of shared, um, some like real talk. I was like, I'm just going to real talk. (laughs) Not like bug bites and stuff, right? (laughs) No, I was going to like a real talk about some things. And, and then, um, I said like, Hey, you know, I, I kind of in the middle of my talk, uh, and this, these, these are to my colleagues. I said, yeah, you know, um, sometimes it's hard to be the new person and, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know my, I have, it's like starting over and like making new friends. And then, you know, to be honest, I don't even know where to eat lunch sometimes. Cause you know, we talk about that's lunch right, right, all the yeah. time or like eating. And so I said, yeah, I don't even know where to eat lunch sometimes. And then after the talk, like I had talked about something else, like entirely, that was just like one sentence <laughs> in the talk. After, at the end of the talk, a bunch of people came up to me and were like, Hey man, you can eat lunch with me. <laughs> I eat lunch in X building, come over and you're always welcome. Oh. And I got all these like lunch invitations. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, is that all anybody <laughs> heard? Like The vulnerability and, and part. At the, yeah. And then I got these emails and, uh, and they're like, hey, come and eat lunch. <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's not, it wasn't about lunch. It was about something else. But that's all they picked up. So I'm beginning, I'm like a little paranoid now that at work, every, I think everyone thinks like I'm a sad person <laughs> that I would like eat lunch in my car by myself. Oh, hey, that's not a sad person. That's, that's an A-OK guy. I think that's a cool guy right there that you just described. That's right. It, so anyways, yeah. Is that the reason why that, that person asks you, hey, how, how you doing, man? And you're like, I'm OK. Yeah, I'm, I think possibly. <laughs> <laughs> They're worried. They're worried about me. Uh, I think they think I'm gonna quit. <laughs> the Iris Watch. Let's uh, let's invite them to yeah, lunch. They're on Iris Watch right now. That's oh, hilarious. Man. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's the, that's the the challenge of being vulnerable, I guess. Mm. Right. And putting yourself out there authentically. People ain't used to it. They ain't ready sometimes. Ain't but ready. that's what we do here, that's right? right? We're authentic over here. That's right. Next time you and so next that, time you be vulnerable about like you know getting some new shoes or something or like something for free. I could use some new shoes. <laughs> no one ever gives me shoes. I'm always alone, Never. not having shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See what comes. Man, I just wish that I had new <laughs> shoes. 
some Air Force man. Ones, uh, perhaps not the all whites. But uh, this is this is Can't that this clean. is that talk, right? I mean, worried about health, worried about some lumps and some bumps, humps and mm. the bumps. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's right. That's right. And that brings us to our uh, topic for today. Yeah, man. So our topic for today is actually based on the talk that I gave at my job. And so, Ray, have you ever heard of an Ignatius year? An Ignatius year? No, this is a first. Okay, so... uh, From St. Ignatius. Yeah, St. Ignatius, the founder of the Society of Jesus, also Mm. known as the Jesuits. Well, this year is a special year. It's called an Ignatian year. And in, and it's the 500th anniversary of St. Ignatius's conversion. Mm. So, um, so it's a big deal in the Jesuit world. And, um, and we're called into like a special way of praying and being mindful. And uh, we're invited into this, uh, this meditation on the life of St. Ignatius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, let me share a little bit about um, St. Ignatius with you. So 500 and years ago, this is like, this is the year that we celebrate, 500 years ago that he converted. Yes. Oh, That's right, 521. Okay. Yeah, so St. Ignatius, he was from, uh, he was, uh, he's a Spaniard from the Basque region, uh, which I walked in the during the Camino, not, not, uh, exactly where he's from but kind of in the region and uh he was born as a nobleman right so he was like part of the aristocracy he was like the like the youngest of 13 children Hmm. and so in that time in the 1500s he became like a page of like a royal person and then became a knight and so his so can you imagine like this uh like a life of chivalry um like this kind of aristocracy rich uh powerful like wanting honor and glory and then um there was a french army that was um marching against uh the the person that he was a knight for so uh in the city of pamplona uh they set up a defense and in pamplona um there's this like awesome castle right and it and it's like on one side of the river and I, and I actually walked through that Mm. castle and it's, it looks so like unshakable. It looked like a place that could never be destroyed. I mean, it's still there now and it's still there now. Yeah. It's amazing. And, um, the, the French army, um, began to siege, uh, the town of Pamplona and, um, they shot cannons, right. And a cannonball, hit St. Ignatius, who was just Ignatius at the time, and it um, shattered his right leg. Mm -hmm. So it hit like two of his legs and it shattered his right leg and then like messed up his left leg. Um, And so he he got like severely injured, right? Like they thought like he'd never walk again. And so he wasn't a religious person, but being hit by this cannonball uh, and the way that it destroyed his leg then he had to get um he had to like get um like healing from his leg and so he was like laid up for months and 
um, they they took him to uh, actually. So the the span the Spanish they surrendered to the French, and then the French amazingly they cared for Ignatius, like they they um, treated him with kindness and care, and then returned to him to his people, which is rare at the time. Mm-hmm. So he probably would have died if it wasn't for the kindness of his enemies, right? They had already won, and um, but they allowed him to go home. And in that time, he had to, uh, he was all laid up. He couldn't do anything. And then he began to rethink his life. Mm-hmm. And he began to read stories of the saints, right? Like that was his only reading. And it was from the, the re- like that, that time of convalescence, that time of healing of, of his leg, that he decided to change his entire life. After reading the the stories of the saints, he was so inspired that he uh, quit his warring ways. He stopped being a knight, and he st- um, stopped kind of being a worldly man. And then he um, became uh, focused on um, pleasing Christ, and he wanted to be a saint. And then so he founded the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, with some friends of his, and then um, the rest is history, mm-hmm. right? And so... The kind of the reflection that I was sharing is, um, if not for that cannonball that shattered his leg, he would not have undergone that transformation in his life. That cannonball, while at the time hurting him and like physically hurting him and then putting him out for like a super long time, actually gave him the space and the time to rethink his life and rethink what he wanted to do and who he wanted to be. And um, because of that, he was able to start uh, the Jesuits, which became uh, a huge gift to the church and the world. the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Save the church and, and change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we think about, you think about the cannonballs of your own life, Right. The moments that, dude, that hurt. That moment hurt me. And my, my, maybe it shattered the way that you thought about things or it shattered your life at that moment. And, and you thought that was it. But actually in that cannonball moment is a seed of change mm-hmm. that, that, bad thing actually was the seed of the good that moved your life into something that you could not have even imagined something even better. So my question to you, Ray, as we reflect on this Ignatian year is, have you ever experienced a cannonball? What are the cannonballs that you've had in your own life where you thought like, man, this thing in the moment it hurt, but it's actually transforming who I am now, now that you can look back on it. Um, that was like a pivotal moment. Can you think of anything for yourself personally? Cannonball moments. Uh, well, before you, th- as you think about it, I'll give a, like a kind of cheesy example. Can I do that? Yeah. Or, yeah. You please. Think? Yeah. So, um, cause I work in a high school. I thought like, let me let, let me like dig into some high school memories, right? Because in, in high school, that's an emotional 
Those are emotionally traumatic times. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember um, like when I, uh, I broke up with my high school girlfriend. That was like traumatic in the moment that I thought like, oh man, that's it. Like that's, it's over. I'm never going to f- figure out my life again. Like in the moment, those, the emotion is just so, so intense. Right. And can, if anybody listening kind of remembers like, uh, the high school romance that failed and you're like, oh my gosh, that's scarred. And yet, and yet that one actually didn't destroy me like I thought it would when I was in high school. It actually became a catalyst for a much better life and eventually led me to the path where I am married to my wife now, you know, and I'm in a much better place because of that. Right. So, um, even those little heartaches and heartbreaks can be catalysts into like moving you onto the actual right path. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, uh, let me, because I, I feel like uh, the cat and ball moment that I um, I'm brought to right now would be, and I always talk about, and maybe I talk too much about it, but my dad's uh, passing would be, I, I would count that as a cannonball moment. And I was actually just reflecting on that today and kind of connected to what you were saying. I think of my, I was thinking of my brother this morning in his experience. He was, um, senior in high school during a time that my dad passed away and you know and i had a i had a an opportunity a blessing to to visit a good two months ago and had a, a great chat with him he's definitely at a better place but rewinding back a good three years ago during that time when my dad was in the hospital my mom was super busy taking care of my dad at the hospital and my brother he's the youngest again he was a senior in high school during that time he was all alone and his his life was I mean he I wish I had his life when when I was in high school I was the quiet guy uh, the, the, the last one in the first one out kind of a high schooler but my brother was like super popular he was in varsity basketball he was uh you know he he didn't really need to study he could just pass the test and 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 all these things right but in senior year high school he was kind of left alone to fend for himself and i remember uh visiting my dad at the hospital during that year and i would i would visit you know the house and i would see like bottles of liquor i would see like you know, ashtrays here and there, whatever. Because I knew my brother would just invite his friends or they'd just hang out and whatnot. And he he wasn't at, at that good place. But I feel like now, three years later, he's not out yet fully, but he's realizing more and more. And he's, he's maturing more and more now. And I think for the whole family, we had, we had a different experience because... I guess that was like the biggest thing that rocked our my, my family's boat. N- nothing really extraordinary happens to my family during that whole, you know. I mean, I can't think of anything really like shattering or anything except for, for that like a good three years ago. So, yeah, I mean, that cannonball, yeah, it hit us differently. And we're more and more realizing... Um, where God is leading us 
mm-hmm. and you know and and i mean and and the great gift that that god has given us through my father's my father's life so yeah to that point yeah i i think that cannonball would be that three three years ago my dad's passing and it's it's still forming us it's still forming absolutely. us absolutely right yeah so i i've off, you've often talked about your dad's passing here on the show and it part of it's part of the catalyst of why fatherhood arise exists at yeah, all yeah, you know yeah. and so that this the seed of that um, of this ministry even and this podcast and what we're doing is part of that that cannonball experience right um i don't know how 15 years ago ray i maybe longer uh i remember we were in rome mm, yes uh, uh you and me and uh angelo a friend of the show and uh we were at the top of um we were at the top of uh saint peter's basilica and uh, you wanted, uh, you asked this girl, like you wanted uh, to be, you wanted her to be your girlfriend and she like rejected you. That's right. And so you that took was. like a rosary that she gave you. Yeah. And then you put it on like a, like a hook on the top of the basilica. A little nail hanging off the little basilica there on on the top. Yeah. Yeah, and la- that was like you leaving your heart there. Like you, you're like, okay, well, she doesn't want me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her go now. And that's kind of like the the sentiment um, <laughs> that I was experiencing Dang, from yeah. you. And you're like, ah, this thing's over, man. I'm gonna put this rosary here, and then if that's it, it's over. That's like a cannonball, dude. That is a cannonball. Yeah, that's a cannonball. It, it kind of let go of that and put it up there and started anew. Like I knew God got me. And yeah. this rosary, she she was the one that gave me that rosary. Uh, didn't realize that she gave twenty other wooden <laughs> rosaries to other people. But I didn't have the heart to tell you that she also gave me a rosary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I learned that you know like three months later, but then I'm like, I'm just kidding. She never gave me a rosary. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, this is just a wooden rosary. All is well. God will grant me a golden rosary. And so, yeah, that's that's the reason. And yeah, you're right. It was, that was a a shattering thing during during that time, during that moment. But I, I yeah, I, after climbing down those steps, at, you know, that the basilica, after climbing down those narrow steps, I'm like, okay, let's go, new life. And maybe I'm called to be a priest. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> All is well, though. All is well. Yeah. Cannonball. Cannonball, man. And then later you marry that girl, and, and later she's I married the mother that girl of all your children, including your baby Rosary. And that's the reason why we named Rosary Rosary, Rosie Lourdes. Yeah, that's incredible. Look at that, dude. And then like after that moment, you were such a mopey guy the rest of the trip. I was totally not. I was so like hype. And I'm like, the, this is new. And then these girls that we met were like super into you and you just couldn't like, you couldn't break out of it. You couldn't see no, them. No, 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 It was fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I just also share this too? Cause it, so I said that prayer, letting go of that rosary, that wooden rosary, kind of just smiling at God saying, you know what, God, you're going to grant me a golden rosary. And a, a little side prayer to that is that 
if you do grant me a, a golden rosary, that means that you're calling me to be a priest. And when, fast forward, I proposed to now my wife, uh, and then she said, hold on, time out, let me get my rosary that I have for you, that she got from Lourdes. And she showed me, and it was golden. And I'm like, oh, crap, um, I have to break <laughs> up with you. I have to be a priest now. Um, anyway, cannonball. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'd, I'd even say good moments can be cannonballs. Right. Like getting married is a great moment, but it's a it's a moment that rocks your world. Right. It radically changes you and it destroys. Well, for me, it destroyed my self-centered reality. Mm. Right. And uh, all of a sudden I had another person in my life that I was I was responsible to and responsible for to bring to heaven. Right. Or to to help become holy and uh you definitely have changed so, him because yeah before man this guy was something <laughs> else dude stop it <laughs> i'm trying to be serious dog sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. but even kids too like right like whenever you have a kid man that's like a cannonball that like radically changes the dynamic of your home your family your life yeah and yeah. then complicates things and um, and, and is a seed of a, of a new transformation. Like when my first kid was born, man, I, I didn't know that I could love that much. Hmm. Like I thought, I thought I had loved to the limit already. And then the kids born and like, oh, I have another gear. Hmm. Oh, there's more here. There's, it's not limited. And then the next kid gets born <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I thought I had I thought I've exhausted all the love. I've hit my max capacity. And then I discover another gear like, Whoa, I can even love more than what I just, how I just did before. Like those are cannonballs, right? And so even good things can be cannonballs and seeds of transformation, right? As, as they continue to rot, maybe, maybe they shatter like the, the previous notions or the, yeah. Or even the good to lead us to the great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shatter, shatter our, in a sense, that, that that plan. Like we thought, like, this is the plan that I have. Like, oh, man, this is the best. And you realize that, you know what, God, God has a better God has a better plan. Right. But, but during that moment, you know, a happy or sad moment, you're like, dang it, cannonball, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's all shattered. What's What's going on here, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it accompanies like a definite real feeling. And, and, and I guess that's kind of the point of these things. It's like in the moment, it's real and you got to acknowledge it because that's a real experience that you're having. And it can be like massively disappointing or really painful where we mourn. Um, or it can be like, really joyful but scary you know and and we have to like hold that and say yeah that is true and real and needs to be acknowledged and held but um also knowing like hey you know it's not uh it's not like a pie in the sky thing to say um when we when we experience bad this is a uh 
an invitation into transformation. Like you know, when, if you broke your leg, you're like, wow, I'm, I'm super glad I broke my leg. This is an invitation into a new way of living, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> dude, this sucks. My leg is broken. That's painful. It hurts. Uh, now I'm going to have to have this real healing that needs to take place. But in doing so, that's, we can look back and say like, man, but that is also, yeah, that is the opportunity. And we can even approach, I don't know, COVID, the plan- the pandemic in that same way. This new reality. Yeah. Can this, can the pandemic be a transformative experience for us? Even though, man, it massively sucked. And um, we lost a lot of people. Um, my, one of my really good friends, his... His um, father and his father-in-law died from COVID and his cousin, like in, a, in the span of um, a, mu- a few months. And, uh, you know, that pain is super real, you know. It's hard to say in, the, in those moments like, oh, yeah, this is a good little experience that will invite me into ch- changing for myself. I think that's a, I don't know if that's like the right approach. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but, um, knowing that also as, as a Christian, that there's hope that we're still filled with hope, even in the midst of the difficulty. And, and the cross is the best example of that. The death of Jesus in the moment is just this completely devastating experience. And then it's also paves the way for the resurrection for the Holy Spirit to come for the new Pentecost and for the, the kingdom of God to become realized on earth bit by bit, even by us today. So in, in summation, that's, that's the Christian message, right? That we're called to rise, that we are, that we are, uh, we are resurrected from these cannonball moments. Amen. Amen. And I think that's a, a great invitation as well for us to, uh, you, you make a great point in highlighting, placing some focus on that moment of the cannonball hit. Um, and as we continue to reflect and, you know, God has not done yet with us. We're reflecting on our high school years, but really God has not done yet. You know, the, uh, the greatest thing is still in the in the future you know it's uh, we're, yeah. we're, it's still ahead of us so we um we invite all the fathers out there to and all our listeners really to reflect on that as we um as we end this episode as as we end this podcast um real quick though i, I want to tell this story about my son he just uh received his very first holy communion yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, he's super happy. He was so so nervous. And uh, in those little moments, you know, God speaks. In those little moments um, when they were entering in. Because I went to his practice, his little rehearsal, uh, Thursday before the, the, the big Sunday. And uh, they were practicing how to process in. And the, the teacher kept telling them, all right, so when we follow the cross... We follow the cross. When you guys see the cross rise up, then you bow down. Like that was their line to like process. And 
God was just speaking in that moment. As you said, Iris, it's it's a great reminder that this is our life. This is our call to follow Christ, to follow the cross. And I pray that uh, Jonah, my son, will continue to do that. I pray that I, as a father, continues to do that, to follow the cross. It's not easy, but to follow the cross. And, of course, lastly, be in the moment and that's the hardest thing to be in that moment to to just reflect and as you mentioned that moment of like hitting you know that 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 cannonball hitting your leg saint ignatius wasn't like thinking far ahead because sometimes that's me right right like i'm like all right so crap what am i gonna do now no he focused on that moment where he started reading about the saints um so that's a great invitation for us to be in the moment so as we uh Pray and reflect uh, as we end this uh, episode. Let's ask for prayers from St. Ignatius. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for our weekly chat. Continue, Lord Jesus Christ, to guide us and show us the way. And may we always follow you. May we always follow the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. St. Ignatius, pray for us. Pray for us. St. Joseph, pray, pray for, for us. us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, that's that's great. It's, it is the Ignatian year. So we have the opportunity to pray with Ignatius and, and the Jesuits and continue to reflect on his life. You know, um, one of the kind of just inspirational things is, man, God, God ain't done. So like even if there's something that is like feels like it's beating us down like that's not it it's not the end we got we still have more in the tank and we have a God who loves us and it's not abandoning us Amen Amen I think that's also an invitation for us to shout out Cannonball yeah, <laughs> just go for right. it man Cannonball <laughs> I used to love those. I know man and it hurts it hurts now Yeah no that but the big splash my body for sure. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. What you been up to, man? Uh, well, hey, if you're in town this week, I'll be playing music. Um, we're going to do this adoration revival thing at um, St. Vincent de Paul Parish. And so I'll be leading music for that. Um, it's on uh, on Wednesday at, um, I think it's at 7 p.m. But you can find information on that and the other stuff I'm doing on my uh, Instagram page at called to rise or check out my website called to rise.org. How about you, Ray? Yeah. Continue to follow us on all the social platforms out there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at fatherhood arise. And do visit us on our website, fatherhoodarise.com. If you have any questions, any ideas that you want us to talk about here on our podcast, don't be shy. Let us know. Email us at fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Again, fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Yeah, if you guys have a suggestion for the name of that um, dad vent, if you want to <laughs> change that name. Yeah, you, Iris, you I don't like that. Every time you think like, man, you know what? This is actually a better name. Like, yeah, message us. Me- Tell please. us what's the better name. The Real please House Dads of, of uh, Fatherhood Arise. <laughs> Help a brother I'm out. Begging, I'm begging. You. De- de- definitely no more talk about rashes or bug bites or. Dude, it's not a lumps. rash. It's a bug bite. <laughs> and that's your spine. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Peace. Peace.